master has beaten the hunter of the hell. Get up! I want everybody up! Get out of your seats and get on your feet! Welcome to where rock meets roll, heavy beats metal, and out meet law. Ladies and gentlemen, let them hear you! Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Midwest Autosports podcast in the 2020 season. My name is Lauren Kelly, um, and starting next week, I will have my wonderful co-host with me, Will Garrett. So Will is currently overseas, and uh, I'm a little concerned about <laughs> of my the uh, not necessarily health and safety, but uh, the whereabouts of my co-host. He's in um, Europe right now, and... I think he's in England, so I would assume that it the uh, whole travel ban and everything, um, I believe England was one of the countries left out of that, so we'll have to see if I have a co-host next week, uh, but hopefully we will. Um, anyways, the Midwest Autosports Podcast is presented by Pedal Down Promotions. Uh, Pedal Down Promotions is a full-service public relations and media services company devoted to helping businesses, organizations, civic groups, sports teams, and book authors effectively communicate with targeted audiences through a diverse array of promotional strategies and methods, including press releases, newsletters, profile and feature articles, website and social media content development, printed media, marketing materials, editing and layout, graphic design, and book publishing services. For more information on how Pedal Down Promotions can become your fast-track connection to success, contact Jeff Pedersen by email at pedaldownpromotions at, e- at gmail.com or visit www.pedaldownpromo.com. Thank you very much, Pedal Down Promotions, for being the title sponsor of the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast in the 2020 season. Um, also, we have been thrilled to welcome uh, four other sponsors um, that are going to sponsor our segments of um, the podcast for the 2020 season. I'll get to those once we get to uh, their respective segments. Um, and I believe that's it for business side of things. Uh, so we're going to move on to the Midwest Autosports News presented by Recognition Race Products. Uh, the Pretty much the, I mean, the news is filled with uh, coronavirus right now. Uh, well, let's get this uh, the ad read out of the way here. Um, on warm summer nights, as the sun goes down and the sound of revving engines fills the air, the passion for racing carries an energy all on its own. That's beautiful. That's poetic right there. We offer everything drivers need to take that passion to the winner's circle with the most complete selection of parts, gear, and tools available. Recognition Race Products is your local source featuring products from over 630 of the world's leading manufacturers. We promise to keep you on the cutting edge of the racing industry. Recognition Race Products, we make it easy. Visit them online at go to rrp.com or at their store on 118 High. Island Avenue in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Uh, huge thank you to Recognition Race Products uh, for coming on as a sponsor for our new segment of the 2020 Minute West Auto Sports Podcast. Uh, again, the big news right now is coronavirus, and I mean that's kind of the only real thing we have to report besides uh, one bit of uh, driving news, which is mostly a rumor, but I'm going to say it anyways because I'm I feel pretty confident in it. Um, but with this whole coronavirus thing. Um, as far as this podcast goes in particular, it, I just received some unfortunate news from the studio that um, I used to record this podcast. They're actually going to be closing their doors uh, to all customers starting 
they basically today I came here and they said, well, we're closing at five today. Uh, so it's, it's going to kind of suck, but at the same time, they're closed till April 6th. Uh, don't fret. We are still going to put out, uh, the podcast. It might just be, uh, slightly less audio quality. I have a couple microphones of my own, um, and anchor, which is the wonderful app that I use to publish the podcast. They have, uh, some recording, uh, options on there and you can record straight to the, to the app. So we will still put up the podcast will still come out every week on a Thursday, uh, don't worry about that. It's just it, the audio quality might not be as great. Um, but if you listen to the preview show, I recorded that um, just with my phone through the app. Uh, so if you didn't mind the audio quality in that, um, don't worry too much about how it's going to sound in the future, uh, at least until April, the first week of April. Uh, it sounds like that's kind of when all of these bands are lifting, but who knows? It might go on for a while. Um, as far as like race schedules and everything like that. Um, I'm not going to worry too much about that, especially in Wisconsin until we get till that first week in April. I mean, the IRA doesn't start until uh, 410, which is sprint car day. Um, and we might have a special uh, that week here uh, for that uh, 410 uh, date anyway. So I'm not sure about that whole coronavirus thing. I'm not, I mean, I just tell everybody that I don't know to wash their hands more than anything. Uh, but as far as it affecting the Midwest racing scene. Um, let's hold on panicking um, until the first or second week in April uh, when all the practices start around here and uh, the schedules actually start going in Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, stuff like that. Uh, the Wisconsin racing scene doesn't really start until late April. Uh, so hopefully this all is blown over by then. But if not, we'll keep you updated uh, both here on the podcast and on Midwest Autosports on Facebook. Moving on to, uh, there's not really any past week's feature winners. Um, there's not really any racing going on in the Midwest right now. Um, but I am still going to announce that Sage Fruit has come on to sponsor the feature winners uh, section, which is going to be called the Sage Fruit Winner Circle. Um, Sage Fruit is a high-quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. We work hard on the farm, in the packing houses, and in sales to deliver an exceptional eating experience to our customers. For the past 17 years, Sage Fruit has been a proud sponsor of Sprint Cars and Sprint Car Racing. We value our relationship with Sprint Car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer, Sage Fruit, an exceptional eating experience. Now, I have not tried sage fruit myself. However, I'm a huge fan of the Winged Nation podcast, and they rant and rave about sage fruit all of the time. So I cannot wait to get my hands on some sage fruit cherries. Um, I was looking at their Instagram the other the other day, and I could not staring at those pictures of cherries. Um, it's been cherries are kind of out of season right now in Wisconsin, so I cannot wait until um, I can go to my local grocer and say, hey. Where, where can I get sage fruit at and why is it not here? And let's get it here um, if it isn't already. So very excited to bring on sage fruit as a sponsor. As everybody knows, they're a huge uh, supporter of sprint car racing, dirt track racing in general. Um, and they actually sponsored a car in the Daytona 500 this year, which was awesome. So it's very cool to see um, a company like sage fruit reaching out and supporting a little podcast like this. Um, the next segment of the show uh, will be upcoming races uh, once we have upcoming races to report on right now the first uh, practice session that we have in Wisconsin I believe is April 11th 
I believe that's the first one. It's at Plymouth Dirt Track, um, and then all the other all the all the other tracks in the area uh, start opening their doors to practice sessions, and then uh, different touring series open their season uh, shortly after that. Uh, so we'll go more into different uh, schedules for series and stuff like that next week once we have Will here. Um, but the upcoming races will be the weekly schedule, and that will be this year presented by Question Mark. That is the one segment that we have left to sponsor so if you would like to get your name or business uh, on the wisconsin auto racing podcast shoot me a dm on uh, instagram at kells outdoors you can also dm the midwest sprint car association page on instagram or send a message to midwest autosports on facebook um, and we'll absolutely work with you on getting um, your name and or business uh, sponsoring the podcast this year and that one weekly schedule presented by your business here. Um, the last section of the podcast will be um, the Gasroots Project Hot Seat. Gasroots Project is a Wisconsin-based nonprofit organization working to strengthen and grow grassroots racing. Since 2017, the project has produced several short films and articles in addition to financially assisting racers and tracks through awards and sponsorships. To donate or learn more, visit grassrootsproject.com. Uh, I've I actually just today before I came into the studio I had a little I had about 15 minutes of spare time. Uh, I went on Gasroots's uh website and I was looking at some of their uh, stories and videos and I watched a short film called Saving Seymour and it's a great uh, showcase of uh, EWSC, um, Eastern Wisconsin Stock Car, and how they literally came in and saved uh, the Outagamie Speedway at, uh, in Seymour, Wisconsin um, after going to a couple different tracks and losing Manitowoc, losing Oshkosh, um, not losing Plymouth but having to move away from there. Um, and then them seemingly finally finding a home um, at this little track in Seymour people call Autogamy Speedway. Uh, and it was a great, a very, very well shot, uh, well directed uh, show. Brad Peck does the uh, directing and filmmaking at uh, Gasroots Project. Uh, so it was very, very awesome to see that. And it's very rare that you get a local company like that really showcasing dirt track and short track racing um, locally. Um, and to the world via the internet. So it's very, very, very awesome to see. And I loved the, the film guys over at Gasroots and uh, looking forward to seeing many more this season. Getting back to our uh, news section presented by Recognition Race Products, um, the one piece of news that I kind of have to report uh, somewhat possibly prematurely but I'm I'm going to say it anyways because uh, I feel like this is something that people are waiting to hear about Travis Aaron's uh in the 25T has been downplaying what his plans for 2020 are all the way up until now uh and we're getting really close to April and really close to seasons starting um however I'm pretty confident that that we're going to see uh TA in a 410 this year and here's why um I messaged Team 2-5 on Facebook, which is uh, Travis's professional page. Uh, and I basically was asking them, you know, what what the plan is. Uh, and they said they're working on a 410 deal uh, to be a rookie with the IRA this season. Uh, but if it falls through, they're going to run a full MSA 360 schedule. And that kind of got me thinking. And I was looking at the IRA page. And I'm seeing this really awesome new 
um, rookie of the year program that the IRA has this year uh, with uh, Sage Fruit uh, sponsoring the rookie of the year. It's called the Sage Fruit Top Apple Rookie of the Year. Uh, and I believe Hepner Racing Products is also uh, also sponsoring that uh, in some capacity. Uh, the Sage Fruit Top Apple Rookie of the Year Award uh, will, the presents the well, – oh, I read that completely wrong. Um, IRA's 2020 Sage Fruit Top Apple Rookie of the Year will receive a $2,500 check in addition to all other point fund and contingency earnings. So basically it just adds on uh, a little more um, – uh, well, it adds on more payout uh, to whoever wins the rookie of the year. Um, that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. The second place rookie also will receive uh, an Apple Cup and a twelve hundred and fifty dollar check. Um, plus, HRP is pr- placing a nose wing into our Apple Cup basket as well, which is very very cool. Uh, the eligible teams, though, in order to win that award or finish second, the 80, they have to race at least 80% of scheduled IRA point shows, which that's good. I mean, it makes, it makes a lot, a lot of sense. Um, however, that kind, this whole deal with the, the new rookie of the year thing that the IRA is doing to me, that screams that anybody who is anyone and wants to um, move up into a 410, this is the year to do it. Um, and because who knows if, you know, these partners will stick around uh, for next year, what the IRA's plans are for next year. It's going to be interesting to see um, how many new rookies the IRA, the IRA gets from this. Um, and in my opinion, I believe Travis Aarons will be among them. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I believe, I truly believe that TA is going to be in a 410 next year or not next year, this year now in like, uh, what did that say? 24 days until the IRA season opener, uh, in, in Iowa. So I think in my opinion, I think he's going to be there. Um, I think he's ready. I think that team is ready. Um, it would be a real big shame to see that deal fall through. Um, however, I'm not going to complain because that means I get to see TA in a little more, uh, consistent basis at Plymouth in an, in an uh, MSA 360 or on the road with the MSA as well. Uh, so as fans, I don't really think it matters to us either way. Um, but I, I think, I think he's going to be in a 410 next year. The other bit of news that um, I kind of forgot about until today. And I, for some reason I didn't say it in the preview podcast because it's a, it's it, it is a huge bit of news. Um, even though I wasn't really kind of going down the list in that show, the IRA is partnering with Flow Racing for this year, which is a streaming service uh, similar to like Speedshift TV and Dirt Vision. Uh, Flow Sports is an innovator in live sports streaming and original content, um, and they'll be ha- on hand to broadcast the live action from each and every point show event in the 2020 IRA Outlaw Sprint schedule exclusively on www.flowracing.com. The live live coverage begins in early April. Uh, a statement from 
Steve Sinclair, the IRA produces some of the best racing in the country, and while fans in the upper Midwest already know that, thanks to Flow Racing, the rest of the country will discover what we've known for a very long time. Uh, We're really excited to show off what we've built here in Wisconsin, and now everyone can see firsthand the great racing the IRA produces on their TV, tablet, and phone. If you can't get to one of our many outstanding venues to see the IRA do their thing live, Flow Racing has you covered. Uh, I'm extremely excited about this partnership and appreciate the commitment Flow Racing is making to motorsports. Now, this might not seem like a huge bit of news to uh, some people, but this is massive. This is absolutely huge. Uh, the amount of publicity that a series gets immediately after being broadcast on any kind of streaming service or TV, whether it be Mav TV. Speed Shift TV or Dirt Vision is massive. It, the influx of people going to just your website and checking out what the series is all about, the points shows, you know, and then also there's more companies that might be watching the stream from Flow Racing or something like that, and then all of a sudden they become interested in the series. So it's this is a huge bit of news. To have every single one of your races uh, broadcast live is a rarity in today's day and age. Um, to put it this way, Flow Racing also broadcasts every single one of the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Uh, so this is this is awesome. Uh, I'm so stoked to be able to watch um, every IRA race this season uh, from home instead of having to either travel or completely just miss races. You know, because there's some races, like I said, in Iowa or Minnesota where it's a really long drive for us in like like myself who live in uh southeastern wisconsin that's a really really long drive so having an option to be able to watch that series besides you know uh scotty neitzel's race team always videos uh the races and does them live on facebook but sometimes the service isn't that great or you know the stream gets bogged down but this way we have a reliable way to watch every single one of these races are you kidding me that's awesome Uh, so i'm I'm really, really stoked about the IRA teaming up with Flow Racing. Uh, that's gonna be, that's gonna be awesome for this season. And if you don't have a Flow Racing membership, um, I believe it's something like a hundred hours for the whole year or something like that. It's it's ridiculously cheap. Well, actually, let's let's uh, look it up right now, just so just so I'm not uh, misquoting it here. Uh, join now. Plans from twelve fifty a month. So what is that? Twelve times twelve times twelve hundred forty four. Honey, four hundred forty bucks a month, or one hundred forty bucks for the whole year? Are you kidding me? And that's again that includes the uh, uh, that includes the all, the All Star Circuit of Sa- Circuit of Champions, uh, USAC, um, uh, the IRA obviously, and a bunch of other series. World Rally Cross. It looks like. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> yep. And there's, that's, that's so cool to see the IRA up on the schedule for April. That's really, really cool. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome to see. So, yep. IRA at Lee County on April 10th. That's really cool. So it kind of surreal seeing that on actually on the internet that the IRA is, uh, teaming up with a full-time streaming service like that. So, that is that wraps it up for the news presented by Recognition Race Products. Um, and again, starting next week, we'll have um, I don't know if we'll have any feature winners uh, from past week's uh, events, but uh, it, around the Midwest, 
but I'll be doing some research this week and seeing if we can uh, find some races in lower Illinois or Iowa or something like that uh, to report on. But again, most of the stuff around the Midwest doesn't start until uh, extremely early April. So we'll see. Um, but it's coming up. It's coming up real fast. And once again, that section of the show is sponsored by Sage Fruit. Um, the upcoming races segment is still up for grabs. Um, but again, the the first race that we really have to exclusively cover here is going to be the IRA at Lee County Speedway in Iowa. Um, and who knows, who knows with all of this coronavirus stuff happening, if that's even going to occur. Um, it's kind of a, it's, it's a, it's a really surreal world to live in right now. Um, you know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, you know, doing studying, I like to call it. Um, but one of them that I listen to and I would recommend anyone to listen to is the Pat McAfee show. Um, and he was talking about how, this is just an insane time to be alive and what a great story this is going to be to tell, you know, our grandkids or, you know, great grandkids one day, it's going to be, you know, we're going to be telling them stories about how we're walking through Walmart, you know, or any kind of department store. And you see a guy roll his cart past with 45 rolls of toilet paper. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. I was just in Walmart the other day and I, I was talking to an older gentleman who was, looking at some tomato soup and I know this sounds a little ridiculous, but he was looking at some tomato soup and this lady comes past. And if you've ever seen the meme or the gif uh, of this girl walking down the aisle and she just has her arm out and she's just shoveling everything into her cart that literally happened right in front of me. This girl just goes right in front of myself and this older gentleman and shovels half the shelf of tomato soup into her cart. And I was like, okay, well maybe she's making a really, killer soup or something like that. Or I don't know which people, I don't know what people use tomato soup for, but I was like, this has to be related to this virus thing somehow. And it's just the, how crazy it's driving people is unreal. Um, I'm not an expert on any of this stuff, so I'm not going to try and overplay it or downplay it. Um, but you know, let's all do our part, wash our hands, uh, stay healthy. If you get sick, you know, it's better to just stay home, quarantine yourself, um, and ride this ride this wave of this month out. Um, it's, it's hard with, you know, with nothing on TV to watch and all that stuff, but you know, hopefully we can all come together and be, you know, somewhat civilized <laughs> through all of this. And, uh, it's going to be a different world to live in for, for this next couple weeks or maybe a couple months, who knows that's for sure. Um, and hopefully it doesn't affect the racing season up here, but just with, with how much it's affected everything else, I can't imagine that we're not going to see a few, if not the whole month of April dropped uh, from some schedules. Uh, it's really unfortunate, but that just might be the way that it is. Hopefully not. Hopefully I'm completely wrong. Uh, but, you know, who knows at this point. All right. And coming to the last segment of the show for this week. This is going to be our Hop Farms bullpen power rankings. Uh, Hop Farms has been involved with dirt track racing in Wisconsin for just about as long as I can remember. Um, you know, they, they sponsor the Hop Farms Bullring Showdown, uh, which is an IRA like kind of mini series within the series. Um, and they just they sponsored just about every car in every pit um, of every race, every track in Wisconsin. It's, it's pretty astounding to see what, uh, Dean and Stacy hop do. Uh, so definitely go check them out on Facebook, uh, shoot them a thank you message for all they do for dirt track racing in Wisconsin. This is going to be weekly power rankings. 
uh, for the MSA, IRA, and Dirt Kings late models. Um, this week, we're just going to do the MSA. Next week, once we have uh, Will here, um, I'm going to get his power rankings for the IRA and the Dirt Kings, and I'll share mine as well. Um, I'm not going to force Will to uh, make MSA power rankings as he's one of the drivers in the MSA, so I feel like that would be uh, counterintuitive to have him decide to rank himself because uh, <laughs> I don't want people to look at him as you know, being all high and mighty about something or uh, too big-headed if he puts himself first. Uh, you know, he should put himself first, but uh, I, again, I'm not going to force that on him. So getting started here. Uh, we're going to start from 10th and work our way down to one. Uh, number 10 on my list is Jack Vanderboom, uh, driver of the U2 car. Um, he's back this season. Uh, he had an outstanding 2019, uh, just barely missed out on, rook on Rookie of the Year, lost it to Brandon Berth. Um, he scored a heat race win. Uh, he battled for a couple feature wins, uh, falling just short against you know some of the series' best, uh, Jim Malis being one of them. Um, and he was 15 last season. Dude's 15. If if oh my goodness, I mean he's he's got championship in the future written all over that kid. If that's how well he was running last year at 15. Uh, number nine is going to be Paul Pekorski. Um However, there, I I put this list together before I found out that. Uh, Paul and Alex Pekorski, his son, are going to be sharing a car this season. Uh, so, yeah, I might have to uh, alter that a little bit. But Alex is a talented driver as well. So who knows? Maybe the car together because they're going to run for joint points, I believe, this year because they're sharing the car. So who knows? Maybe that will still finish ninth in the in the points at the end of the season. But when has preseason predictions ever uh, held true to the end of any season anywhere? So we'll see. Uh, but number eight is going to be Tim Hattie in the 21H. Um, he had he finished seventh in points last season, and I it's so strange because I just felt like we never talked about Tim Hattie except for you know when either he wrecked or had something break. Um, he's had a lot better years uh, than 2019, um, but still finished top ten in points somehow. So. <laughs> He obviously was still extremely consistent um, and really flew under the radar to a top 10 finish. Uh, you know, he's not, he had some, a lot of bad luck last season. Um, some cars that didn't really work for him. Uh, but who knows, you know, if, if those cars all of a sudden work for him this year, you know, who knows how far up he would have been in the points last year. So I think it's, I think having him in the top 10 is a really safe bet. Uh, number seven, Seventh on my list is Adam Ace Miller. Uh, Adam finally broke through a glass ceiling last year and had uh, a feature win, uh, which was honestly a really, really emotional night for a lot of people. That was awesome to see. Um, his brother, Justin, moved to another team this year. So Miller Family Motorsports is down to one car. Uh, you know, that could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. You have more resources to pull into that one car, but you also have less resources at the same time because you're losing uh, a person's uh, not necessarily intellect, but input um, onto how the car is being driven, what the track's doing, uh, you know, more information. You're losing a little bit of information coming in there. Uh, and who knows, maybe Justin will walk across the pits and talk to Adam all the time, but you know, who knows if Mayor Automotive is going to like that or not, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting to see how Adam does this year. Um, I know he's got a lot of momentum riding from last year, um, a lot of impressive finishes late in the season. Um, 
I think he's going to have an even better uh, 2020, and I think he's I think he's on track for a great year. Uh, sixth in my predictions is going to be Brandon Berth. Um, he had a less than ideal start to last year, um, but he grabbed a couple podium finishes uh, near the end of the season and swiped Rookie of the Year away from Jack Vanderboom uh, at kind of the last gasp in the last couple races. Uh, he didn't quite score a win last year, but I gotta think he's he's on track for one. It's it's gonna be close. The kid's fast. Uh, he's got a good car. He's got a good team. Uh, got really good people around him. That dude's gonna score a win before before any of us know it. Uh, fifth, um, I caught some flack for this uh, positioning uh, when I went to the <clears throat> Brandon Berth Brat Fry. Um, and I talked to Brandon McMullen and Dean Hupp and Dean gave me a lot of flack for putting Brandon McMullen in fifth place. He's like, Oh, I should, I think he should have been higher and <laughs> all this stuff. And, uh, Brandon said he's going to use it as motivation and I felt really bad, but I'm not moving him up, uh, because you know, the dude finished 16th in points last year. Um, and this was, this is supposed to, supposed to be for the entire MSA, not just Plymouth dirt track. This is for the touring series. Uh, so he didn't race almost any of the touring series last year. They just wrecked too many parts, um, had too much bad luck to even think about, you know, driving down to Madison or wherever, taking the car down there. And then if they wreck, it's just, it's more money down the toilet. And for a small family run team like that, it's, uh, that's really, really tough. And, uh, but the dude is also a three time back to back to back MSA champion. Uh, and he almost won the Plymouth dirt track racing track championship last year, which is still boggles my brain about how in the hell that happened. Um, but he bagged two wins at the end of the season. Uh, he averaged, second or better in the last seven races of the season. Um, they had a, an amazing turnaround. And when that team is riding, is has momentum, when that team has momentum, when Brandon's on his A game, I'm a firm believer that there is not a driver in the MSA, maybe bar Kurt Davis, maybe Ben Schmidt, that can beat the number 98 I really I that team and that car when they are on rails there's nothing that can stop that team and if they get on a hot streak you know they could you could be looking at a few hundred point gap midway through the season and we could be talking about a four-time MSA champ um, at the end of this year very easily but for now he's in fifth in my power rankings we'll see if he rises up those at all as the season goes on Will Garretts is going to be in fourth, uh, my esteemed co-host. Uh, he's coming. I mean, this dude is – he came on strong last year, scored a victory, uh, an A-main victory, that is. Uh, almost beat Lance Fossbender for another one. Um, and that was all in less than a year after he broke his arm in half in a extremely horrifying crash uh, at Dodge County. Uh, two seasons ago now, um, but I really think he's got he's got a great teammate Tyler Bravant got a great team behind him with that Napa Motorsports uh, crew, 
Uh, Lloyd, his crew chief, is a fantastic mind to have behind those two young guys. Um, I'm looking for him to log some more wins uh, this season, and he really downplays all the time about the championship, and I know drivers do that all the time, but I got to think that he's thinking about it and that team's thinking about it because, man, that car was fast last year, and I, I really, really think that they, if they if things go their way, they could really challenge for a championship this year. Um, third on my list is going to be last year's champion, Kurt Davis, uh, in the 6K. Um, he's, you know, he's getting up there in age a little bit. You know, sorry, man, but, like, <laughs> he's definitely one of the uh, established veterans of the MSA. Um, but he's racking up wins, top tens, top fives, you know, quick times, all that stuff, just like he was, you know, however many years ago it's there's no signs of slowing down uh in Kurt's season and I don't see that happening this year the only reason he's not number one is because there's I've noticed this past offseason and he's he's even said um you know last year and early you know this offseason that they're putting a full-fledged effort into the 68t Tyler Davis's ride for this year and Tyler showed speed last year. Uh, he showed he's got what it takes. Uh, I think he won a heat race. I know he won a B main. Um, this that kid is fast, and I think Kurt's at the point where it's like, well, if we put resources into my car to win a championship, Tyler's never going to get, you know, a good ride underneath him or as good a ride as he can have uh, underneath him. So I think that's a really good strategy and it's, it's good parenting uh, for one, <laughs> but, uh, your kid should definitely be in the best ride possible. But, you know, is that going to slow down Kurt from finishing well in the championship? Who knows? You know, I don't, I think if he starts off the year, well, we're going to see what we saw last year. Um, and Kurt's going to put, you know, a little more effort into his own car to, you know, keep it in that championship hunt. But, uh, who knows? It's, it's going to be interesting to see what the Davis camp does this season. Uh, second in my power rankings is going to be the somewhat newcomer, but he's coming back, uh, Ben Schmidt. This dude, whenever he raced with the MSA last year, he either won or finished in the top five. Um, he committed to a full season this, se- this year for 2020. Um, and he also, I mean, he went down to the Chili Bowl Nationals and – you know, raced amazingly um, for the first couple nights. Yeah, it's a bad luck uh, the last couple couple nights down there. But, you know, for a guy who'd never been there before, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, this is he's, – he's racing at the top of his capabilities. He's in the peak of his career. Um, he's coming back into a series where he's won before. He's proven himself in this class. Um and he's got a great team this year. He's got uh, a really cool new livery, which I know means absolutely nothing, but it looks badass. Uh, there's like a little shark teeth happening on there. That's pretty cool. Uh, so look for he might might have to give him a new nickname, but for now he's still the gladiator, and uh, I'm going to look for him to absolutely challenge for the championship this season unless something very drastic happens uh, to derail his efforts now number one ah, it's it's for me it's a toss-up uh and that's why i put them both down here as 1a and 1b uh 1b kind of depends on what his plan 
solidify as um, again. It's sounding like Travis is going to be in a four ten ne- this season, but uh, if he's not, you know, he's obviously the number one contender uh, for the championship uh, because of his six wins last season. Uh, he was fast everywhere that they ran. Uh, he's he's got the talent. He's got the car behind him. He's got the money behind the team. It's it's a scary prospect uh, for anybody else trying to win races, uh, but uh, he slipped out on the championship last year because of uh, some not rookie mistakes, but just not. I don't know. I don't want to call it inexperience, but uh, they were definitely his own driver errors uh, that caused that 2015 not to win a championship. Um, but if it, whether he's in a 410 or whether he's in an, in a 360 look for Travis Aarons to come back with a vengeance uh, this season. And my overall number one is the 15M of Justin Miller. Justin almost won a championship last year. He, he finished third in points, was eligible to win the championship until the last race of the year. Uh, he's replacing a retired Jim Bayless at Mayor Automotive Racing, um, and that was very much so the biggest news of the off season and kind of sent shockwaves through the pits a little bit. Um, Mayor automotive is a championship winning team. They fight for victories every single week. Um, and now they have a, a very, he won the, I believe uh, Justin won. Was he the MSA champion or was he, uh, I believe he was, he was the MSA champion two years ago. Um, and I know he's won other championships as well. Uh, he's, always fighting for feature wins every week. Um, and that was in a Miller family motorsports car, which, you know, not, this is not a knock on MFM at all, but mayor automotive produces probably one of, if not the best car in the paddock. And for Justin to hop in that hot rod. Oh man. I mean, I, I don't want to say that he's going to dominate, but I would not be surprised if, uh, Jay mill, he's, if he's got, you know, a couple hundred point leads at some point in the season. If, you know, if he racks up five or six feature wins. Um, however, again, this MSA is so wide open. It's so hard to predict anything. Um, and that's why these rankings are obviously very, very arbitrary. Um, I did put down here uh, my next 10 drivers in uh, to that top 10, or I guess it would be the first 10 out uh, of the top 10, you know, that I think could possibly make their way into the top 10 at some point during the season. Uh, 20 have got Tyler Tischendorf, 19, Chris Clayton, 18, Bill Walter, or Bill, Bill Walter, Bill Taylor, uh, Tyler Davis, 17, uh, in 16th, Danny Schlafer, 15 is Shane Wenninger, 14 is Lance Fossbender, 13, Tony Wondra, 12, Tyler Braymat, 11th, uh, Kevin Carnitz. And those are mostly based on uh, their – championship uh finish from last season and uh you know those are just drivers that i think could make waves and if you know if they score a victory here or there or you know rack up some heat race wins you know they could move into that top 10 in points and uh really fight for some wins kevin Carnitz uh is probably probably people are going to say the biggest snub out of my top 10 right now uh as he almost won the plymouth third track racing championship last season uh, but man, you know, this, it's so wide open. The MSA is so hard to 
predict. I debated not even doing power rankings, but the point of power rankings is they change week by week. So it's, you know, drivers that ha it's supposed to be based on momentum. So like if, you know, you've got a guy that he might not be first in the points, but if you've seen him gaining momentum, like finishing higher and higher and higher and higher, and you think he's on track for a victory, he's going to be first or second or third in those power rankings. So it's going to be cool to see. Uh, and again, starting next week, uh, Will and I will put out our uh, Dirt Kings, Late Models, and uh, IRA four ten sprints uh, power rankings next week as well. So that does it for the Hot Farms uh, bullpen power rankings. Uh, and now we're going to move on to our Gasroots Project hot seat and our featured guest of the day, Josh Walter. All right, so I'm actually here right now with a very special someone on the phone. This is my co-host for 2020, Will Garrett. Say hi to the people, Will. Hey, how's it going, people? <laughs> so <laughs> where are you right now? Uh, right now I'm in London, England um, with my mom, a little vacation, kind of planted at a the very, oh, very wrong time, <laughs> um, but we're having a good time out here at least that's that's awesome so are you are you, is england affected by that travel ban am i gonna have a am i gonna have a co-host next week or, or are you gonna be back for it um the travel ban doesn't apply to the well it didn't apply to the uk when we were when we just got here but um we're u.s citizens so we should be able to get back into the country well, that's good. I mean, it would, it should be allowed that our citizens can come back. So that's that's good. Uh, but so I know what, what you've been up to over there. And people that follow the MSA on Instagram know what you've been up to. But just for people listening at home, you did something pretty dang special a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I got to go to Silverstone Raceway. And uh, I got to test uh, or able to drive a formula ford on their stow circuit which it was a blast that was a big learning curve but I ended up being pretty quick by the end of the day so like what well you left you're pretty quick i mean let's let's explain here for a little bit because you were how faster how much faster than everybody else in your group eight seconds or so in the wet <laughs> oh my gosh but it was i don't know it's a pretty decent sized track i think it's a little over a mile so that's that's awesome though for people that don't know uh stowe circuit is at uh silverstone which is the f1 track in england that they use for their uh british gp uh but stowe circuit is like uh it's a testing circuit isn't it for for f1 yeah when they were unrestricted on testing there was a lot of f1 testing that went there so the people told me there um they said that um, Jensen Button has the lap record there, and Fernando Alonso used to go there all, all the time during the week to practice his starts. So that's awesome. But basically, what you're saying is that you're uh, you're hanging up uh, your sprint car career, and you're moving to Road America this season to drive in like USF 2000 or something like that, right? Oh, I wouldn't be spreading those rumors. I'm <laughs> definitely sticking to the dirt. <laughs> Is that something that you you would like to pursue one day though? Is to like you know do an actual like open wheel driving school on asphalt? Because I mean, there's a lot of IndyCar car drivers and stuff like that that have that's got their start in dirt. 
you know, I think it'd be, you know, it'd be cool to see you in something like that. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. I mean, we see uh, a few people making the jump, like, uh, um, I can't come up with a few, but uh, any names off the top of my head. Oh, I mean, like guys like especially Kyle Larson, uh, uh, Brian Clawson was a big one. He raced in the Indy 500 a couple times. Oh, I suppose that, but even just the oval to road, you don't see that a whole lot. Right. But I don't know. I like my sprint cars, and I think I'll stick with that. <laughs> That's that sounds good. That sounds good to us. But uh, thanks for thanks for coming on for a little bit, Will. Uh, we got to get to interview with Josh Walter here. Uh, but thanks for checking in all the way from London, England. Will Garretts, thank you very much. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hosting the rest of the podcast season with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Will. All right, so now we're moving on to the official start of the Gas Roots Hot Seat segment of the show, and I'm going to welcome in here Josh Walter, a six-time MSA feature winner and currently sits top 20 on the all-time MSA win list. How are you doing, Josh? Not bad. Thanks for asking. No problem. So I know I know a little bit about uh, your past racing past uh let's say but i know there's some out there that probably don't so just go ahead and give a background of how you got into racing and how uh what's your career like looked like so far now i've been involved in racing my entire life my grandfather raced uh, my my father raced for 13 years um and then i started when i was 23 um bought my first sprint car from uh, my second cousin Jim Mellis, and uh, I've been racing for 15 years since. Um, so far, the racing career has been up and down, like everybody else's. But uh, we've we've had a couple of good years, and uh, hoping to keep that rolling. So last year was a little bit of a uh, of a roller coaster for you guys as well. Um, it was. You didn't run a full season uh, anywhere, but you still managed to rack up some wins and some top tens. Uh, just go ahead, like sum up your 2019 season in a few words. Like, how do you feel about how the season went? Um, yeah, it was, it was um, less than ideal. Uh, it started off great. Uh, we had the points lead at Plymouth at 360 for uh, several weeks, um, and then I think it was in June and. Uh, well, May and June, we ended up uh, getting wrecked a few weeks in a row, and it just got a little frustrating for the team putting the car together every week. And when uh, uh, we had the opportunity to rent a 410 motor and go back and just have some fun, um, and we were kind of out of the points battle, or we felt like we were at the time. Uh, confidence was low, and then we just decided that you know we want to have fun again, so we uh, rented a 410 motor, and then. Um, uh, Jack Vanderbeam ended up uh, having some engine issues and he was looking for an engine and I was sitting in the corner so we, uh, we decided to go ahead and sell it and then uh, we bought the 410 and just decided to finish out the season having fun and, and we really did by the end of the year and um, no regrets there so it, it just it just worked out and that's sometimes the way the racing goes you know you expect one thing in the beginning of the season by the end of the year you, you don't even know which way is up sometimes. That's very true, and I was going to say, too, you guys ran extremely well in a 410 last year, uh, and you know, after starting the season so poorly, or not really poorly, but just having a lot of bad luck uh, in a 360, going to 
a higher class of car and racing really well had to be a good feeling for you and the whole rest of the team. Yeah, it was definitely a boost for the confidence. Um, you know, we, we did 410 before. We did that for two and a half years. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't sure because we, we never really ran well with the IRA when we were running with them. Um, and, you know, we had a smaller engine at the time and stuff. And, I, you know, as a driver, you're not sure if it's you. You're not sure if it's because it's you know, you have inadequate equipment, you just, you're not sure what's going on, so, um, when we bought this other 410, it had, uh, or rented it first, um, it had a lot more horsepower than, uh, than we did in the past, and then all of a sudden we were competitive with some of the IRA guys, and we went, oh, okay, maybe it's not the driver so much, as much as, uh, the equipment we had, so we really started having fun then, um, so yeah, we're just trying to keep the ball rolling, and then, uh, I'm just trying to get acclimated with the more horsepower again, you know, it's, it's a big change. The cars are easier to drive, but they're also easier to get in trouble with too. So it's it's a little bit of a different, and uh, and the caliber of drivers are are just as good as the three sixties, if not better, at times. And um, you know, you just take every week as you can. Well, you you said take week every week as you can, and looking at your twenty twenty schedule i mean that's i see that's kind of what you're going to have to do this year as well i mean there's there's a lot of ira races on there um and i don't see any msa races but so it seems like you're going to be in a 410 uh the whole time this season but there's the big things on here are going to be you know there's some eldora dates with the world of outlaws there's a couple knoxville weekly races you're going to go play with the posse a couple weeks out in pennsylvania uh just like what what were your plans for this season? Like, how did this schedule come together? Because this is a very, this is an extremely impressive schedule uh, in terms of, you know, you don't see a, a lot of local guys from Wisconsin going out and racing a lot of these races. No, and that's what we wanted to do. Um, you know, I guess we just wanted to hit the bucket list, all tracks that I've been to. Uh, I haven't watched except for out east. I haven't been out to PA to watch or anything. Um, I've heard all good things, you know, watch them on Dirt Vision and uh, Speed Shift, and, and they just look like a lot of fun. And, and the caliber of competition and drivers out there is fantastic. Um, you know, we want to make the show. We expect to make the show. Um, but at the same time, if we don't, we're still going to see uh, awesome racing, and we're going to get the experience, and we're going to be, uh, be able to say that we did it, and we went out there and had some fun. And uh, No different than Eldora. You know, I've been down there a couple times and always wanted to race there. We did the Nationals back in uh, 2017 down in Knoxville. Um, so we're, you know, we're just looking at going and having fun and going back there. And, you know, now that I have a, a bigger motor than I did previously, it's it's nice to say, you know, let's see how we stack up now that we're in a semi-even playing field, you know. Right. Well, now you have that, you know, the competitive car and a competitive motor. Uh, you've always had a good team behind you at Torque Racing. Uh, and I just, I see all those things coming together and it, you know, it, it makes sense that you guys have the confidence to, to go out and uh, run a schedule like this. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, my, my team is fantastic. And they've been with me pretty much since day one. Um, and they haven't left my side yet. So it's, it's good to do. And, you know, and we're at that point in our, in our lives where, our kids are getting older and everything else, so we might as well take the opportunity before they get too involved in sports and other things like that. But we want to be able to take the opportunity to do this stuff and take them along with us. And um, hopefully they enjoy it and maybe want to get involved someday. Um, but, yeah, as of right now, it's just that time in our lives that if we're going to do this, we need to do it now. So the whole entire team agreed that 
this is probably the best thing for us and our families. That's a good point that you bring up about family too, because even just bringing, you know, your kids if they ever want to get involved in racing, having them having them in person to see some of those bigger races like, you know, Williams Grove and uh, Port Royal, which are amazing facilities. Just you know, and they have weekly shows that are that rival some of the bigger name events that we have here. Just seeing an atmosphere like that has to get them, you know, even more excited for that possibly in the future. Yeah, and it, you know, my children, they're, you know, they're nine and six right now. And, uh, but yeah, I think they're going to be really excited. They're more excited to get out of the state, actually, just to, uh, to travel, and, and they enjoy doing that. And we, um, we, we travel as a family, uh, my kids, Chad's kids, and, and they all get along, and they hang out at the races every week. So, um, you know, they have their friends along, so they get to hang out with them, and they get they have these experiences and it's something they can talk about when they're older and, and, and really enjoy, you know, so that's what, you know, the racing's all about for me and my career and, you know, that's why we're going to, we're going to go do these things. Exactly. And just having, just having the experience of going out, like I was talking to, uh, uh, Scotty Thiel last year about after he came back from doing the nationals for the first time and he was just talking about how you know they they ran pretty well the first couple nights but then they had some they had some bad luck happen but just to be down there and have the experience actually being in the pits there and all that he said it's it's made him a better racer even just that one weekend down there and you know I think that's a big that's a really that's a really cool thing for anybody to do so it's awesome to see you know you going out and doing that this year yeah, and uh, I would say that I had the same experience as, as he did. You know, you get really comfortable in the car by the end of the week at Knoxville, and uh, and it's definitely an experience. And, and I'm really surprised that more IRA guys don't do it. Um, some of them have in the past, and some of them have been back on there. But um, it, it's definitely an experience. It's definitely something I think everybody should do. And, you know, and I think it also helps, helps promote the Wisconsin 410 guys, too. You know, just, you know, Diary is a big name. It's I would put it up there with the All Stars and Outlaws. Um, but it, it, at the same time, it's not as well renowned and not as well known. Um, should help this year being uh, a lot of televised events or pay per view events. So that's that's fantastic for the whole entire sport and the IRA. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one last thing, Josh, before I let you go here, do you have any sponsors you want to thank for this season? Um, I did see the new livery on the on the 12W looks amazing, so if you have anybody you want to thank for that, uh, go ahead. I'll give you the floor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd like to thank Plymouth Tap, uh, Lake House, Star and Grill, uh, Sheboygan by Owner, Home Transitions, Brittany Scuba Dance, um, Bugs Quality Beef, uh, JDZ Lawn Care, Looseburg Concrete, Cow Pies, uh, Full Throttle Inc., and uh, uh, Pedal Down Promotions for uh, handling all this stuff for me and, and really doing a great job with all of our, our media and uh, organizing these interviews and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been great. We got a you know a great group of sponsors on the car, and it's fantastic. All right. Awesome, Josh. Thank you so much. And uh, good luck in the 2020 season. Looking forward to see you on Flow Racing and all that good stuff with the IRA this year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you guys at the track. And hopefully everybody tunes in and watches. Um, yeah, and, and you mentioned delivery, and I'm really proud. They have uh, RC Custom Design did a great job this year. And, and Rob's been doing a lot of cars, so yeah. he's keeping busy as well. So Definitely. All right. Thanks, Josh. Have a good one. 
All right, that's going to do it for the first episode of Midwest Autosports uh, for the 2020 season. Once again, thank you to all of our sponsors, Pedal Down Promotion, Gas Roots Project, Recognition Race Products, Hop Farms, and Sage Fruit. Once again, if you're interested in being a sponsor of the 2020 Midwest Autosports podcast, please get in touch with us on Facebook and get uh, shoot us a DM on our page, uh, on my personal page, or at Kells underscore outdoors on Instagram. You can also DM the Midwest Sprint Car Association page on Instagram as well. Thank you guys so ever so much uh, for listening. That made absolutely no sense. So ever so much. That's not that's not how we say words. Uh, thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, next week we're gonna have Paul and Alex Bakorsky on the podcast. Uh, super excited for that. And uh, in closing, just wash your damn hands and we're all going to be fine. So have a good one, guys. Keep it flat out.